let go of trying to please everyone because we can't pour from an empty cup. In this week's podcast episode, I share with you one major change I've made this week and how nervous it made me feel. I'm so glad I did it as I'm already feeling better. I'm also going to help you look at your own emotions and how you can gain a little bit more balance in your day. Hi, my name's Kimberly and I'm founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm all about empowering early educators with the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So hi, happy Friday and welcome to this week's podcast episode where we're going to look at how we're almost killing ourselves by trying to make everyone else happy, which is really losing ourselves in the process. So today I'm going to talk about how I was so guilty of doing this and one thing that I did this week to support my own well-being and I'm already feeling so much better from doing it. I'm then going to talk you through three ways that you can support your own emotions to get more balance in your day. So let's get stuck in. Now if you're anything like me you probably want to be liked. You're a people pleaser. And alongside this, you probably also have a desire to be fabulous at the job that you do and have a great impact on the children that you teach. Does it sound familiar? Well, all of this comes at a price. I know, because I've been there, that we set ourselves such high expectations We put these on ourselves. It's not always somebody else putting them on us. This is what we're doing to us. But in the process of doing this, we're killing ourselves, trying to make everyone else happy to come across with this perfect image of ourselves and what we're doing. But let me tell you the truth. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. The teacher down the corridor that you think is amazing isn't perfect. None of us are. So let's get a grip on these emotions that we're feeling. Let's get a grip on the expectations we're putting on ourselves. And let's think about what we can do to try and help. And I love this quote by Ed Milet, that the quality of your life is the quality of your emotions. So a really good exercise that you can do is you can take the last five days of your life And just make a list of the types of emotions you've experienced during those last five days. And then think about what it is that's led to you feeling these emotions. Hopefully, you're not telling me that you're stressed, that you're anxious, because this wouldn't be a good way to lead your life. So really just try and do an audit of how you're feeling now, how you have been feeling, and what's contributed to these emotions. And use this as your starting point. Now, I did this activity myself this week and I had been feeling really overworked. I'd been feeling exhausted. I'd been feeling like the things that I enjoy in life weren't able to happen because I was just so consumed with work. And that wasn't good. That wasn't a good place to be in. I love my work. I am so passionate about it. So 
every day, normally when I wake up, I am quite excited to do the tasks that are on my list. I can't wait to work with my clients one-to-one on a mastermind or coaching session. I can't wait to get into setting and see the children and work with them and just be excited with what they're showing me. But I guess I knew there was something wrong because I'd stopped feeling this excitement. I'd stopped feeling um, like I wanted to switch my laptop on and get involved in the tasks I was doing because something was really out of balance. And we know that when we're feeling stressed about something, that we are not gaining enjoyment out of what it is that's happening. So let me tell you what it was. I was receiving so many direct messages and emails and conversations on Etsy that it was just overwhelming. I love the community that I've got on Instagram and Facebook, but I was spending so much time replying to every single message that was coming in that it was taking over my life. I was spending so long each day on my phone, on my laptop, that I couldn't do the things that I really did enjoy doing, the things that light me up. And and one of the things that was driving me mad was the fact that many of the direct messages that I was taking the time to answer were not even from the true community here that we've got for who's going the early years. Many of the direct messages that I was replying to were people asking for things or barking orders or um, just demanding things like, I've got an interview coming up for a job. What do I need to do to prepare for it? What questions will they ask me? And as I said, I'm a people pleaser. I like to be liked. And so I would spend my own time getting back to these messages, giving ideas, giving support. And I would never ever get to thank you. I'd never get to know how the interview actually went. And it wasn't really a two-way partnership. So yeah, it was leaving me feeling pretty drained. I also think so many people have forgotten about manners and just yeah, a simple act of kindness and thank you for the time that we've given up. And I'm not sure how we've got to this point. I don't know if people have also forgotten how to use their own independent skills of researching things. Like if you're doing, I don't know, um, a project all about trees, you can Google some great books to use. You can find that information out. It just takes a little bit of time from you. And I'm getting so many questions about things like this, about, well, how can I set my classroom up um, now that we can't have so many loose parts? I am trying to create so many blog posts, podcasts, free training, challenges, Instagram and Facebook posts. I try and share as much information with you as I can but I can't keep allowing people to just take, take, take from me because there is nothing left. I can't keep giving because I've not been looking after myself as a result of this. So as you can see, and I do feel like I am getting a little bit ranty here, I've had to switch my direct messages off on Facebook and only reply to certain ones on Instagram. And This is something that I've put in place 
to support my own well-being. But as a result of this, I'm looking after myself so that I can give more back in the community to the people that I really do love, to the people that are always there in the community supporting each other. And so I can keep helping those that need it. Um, so I explained all of this on Instagram this week and I was so nervous. Um, I typed out a message and I put it onto my stories and the moment I posted it, this feeling of dread just came back into my stomach and I thought, oh my goodness, am I actually doing the right thing here? And I kind of didn't look at my phone for a good couple of hours just because I was dreading the response. I was expecting hate mail and all sorts. But actually, when I did look at my phone again, it was filled with messages of support, from support from my lovely members, those people in the community that are always there for others. And yeah, I was just sort of blown away with it. And already now, I think we're three or four days into this no DMs and I am feeling better. I am now able to answer comments through um, Instagram and Facebook through people wanting to know more about practice but asking in a really nice way. I'm now able to do lives in my Facebook members group because I have the time and the energy to do this. So I feel happier again. I feel happier about my job. And I'm so glad I made that decision. So we can't always stretch ourselves so thinly. We can't always be a people pleaser. We have to turn into ourselves and think about what do we need? And I guess I am quite spiritual as a person um, in terms of the yoga and the meditation practice I do. And I guess for a little while, I was forgetting that everything I needed was inside of me. And it's inside of you too. So if you can relate to this, and I know that some of you can because I've had many conversations this week with people that say, gosh, you've done the right thing. I often feel this way. I put such high expectations on myself to reply to every message or serve people in this way as well. Then I want you to know that it's okay and you don't have to do this and that you can just stop and pause and think, what do I need now? What does my body need? What does my brain need? What do I need to be the best version of myself? And start asking yourself this every single morning. Start thinking, what do I need to have the best day that I can have? Is it that I've woken up feeling tired after a broken night's sleep and actually I just need to be kind to myself today and have a shorter to-do list? planning a, a time when I can just have a cup of coffee and daydream out the window for five minutes? Do I need to really focus on some meditation around kindness to make sure I'm looking after myself? Does my head feel really stuffy today and I just need to get outside for a walk in nature? I tell you what, one of the things that I was doing was I would wake up and this is such a bad habit, but I was waking up and I was grabbing my phone. It was the first thing I was doing every single morning for the last probably a couple of weeks. And I was looking to see what direct messages had come in and I was responding to them. And this is how I was starting my day. And I've stopped and I've now gone back to my lovely routine that I know works for me, which is journaling, it's gratitude, it's having movement in my day, whether it be yoga, whether it be a walk on the moors, whether it be just 
sort of walking around my garden with a cup of tea and admiring the plants that are coming up and feeling that presence. I have got my day back and I'm feeling excited about work again. So I want to share three tools today, three things that you can do today, right now, that's going to help rebalance your emotions. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling out of balance, and I'm sorry if I've just chatted away too much so far in this podcast. I did start out with some bullet points of what I wanted to talk about, and I do feel like I have gone a little bit off track, but I always want to share with you how I really, truly am feeling, and be open, be honest, um, because hopefully it will help you if you can relate to this. So tip number one, I want you to discover your why, to think about what your purpose is, because when you do this, nothing else really matters. So there's a tool that I use in my mastermind and coaching sessions that I use to help us gather momentum and drive us with what we're doing and help us achieve our goals and dreams, even on the bad days, even on the days where everything feels like it's just going wrong and you just want to give up on those goals and those hopes and those dreams. And it's called the Seven Levels Deep Tool. And we can use it to unpick that purpose that we've got in life. So it's basically this, it's a question and you answer it and then with each answer we peel back a layer and we take it even deeper to find out what's really important to you. And the process is that the more that you ask yourself the why in the question from the previous answer, the more you find it and the more you land in your heart about the true purpose that you've got in life. And I've done it myself. I like to repeat this activity a few times in a year because I know that I always peel myself back to that same why, that same purpose in life. And when I do it in my mastermind sessions and my one-to-one coaching, I often get goosebumps knowing that as we're doing this, as we're working through this activity together, the people that I'm working with have figured it out. They know why they've got those hopes and dreams. They've figured out their why and they now know that nothing is going to stand in their way to make it happen. Everything is possible. So, shall we do it together now? I'm going to walk you through it and I'm going to share some of my answers. Now, this is exclusive content. This is content that usually only happens in my paid membership or my paid coaching sessions, but I feel like we could all do with a little bit of it now, so I'm ready to share it with you. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to write it down and then you might decide to either pause the podcast or go back to it a little bit later on to do the full activity. I'm going to ask you the question, I'm going to share an example and then I'm going to work you through the activity. So why do you want to be successful in life? And when I say successful, this can be in your personal life or your professional life. So I'm going to share an example here. I want to be successful in life to make an impact on the children that I work with. Okay, so then we're going to take it to the next level, level two. Why is it important to you to make an impact on the children that you work with? So you're unpicking it and you're exploring that why. So you want to have an impact on the children so that they can be the best that they can be. So level three, why is it important to you to let 
children be the best that they can be? And your answer here might be to heighten their levels of well-being and self-esteem. So let's unpick it, let's take it to level four. It's like an onion, isn't it? We're unwrapping the layers to get to the core, to get to that purpose. So why is it important to you to have an impact on raising the levels of the children's well-being and self-esteem? And the reason is it impacts on all areas of their life and it helps them to develop to be lifelong learners. So level five, why is it important for you to develop lifelong learners? And the reason, so we can unlock their full potential and help them achieve and flourish no matter what happens to them in life. So level six, why is it important to you to unlock the learner's full potential so that they can be resilient and handle any obstacles they face in life? Level seven, and this is our core. This is where you discover your why. This is when you feel those goosebumps. So why is it important to you that children are resilient and can handle any obstacle they face in life? So they don't feel helpless and feel like they're a failure like I did when I was a child. Ah, see, you get it you have got to that final level. This is your why. This is what's driving you now to do all of those practices that you've committed yourself to doing, to those goals that you've set. This is your why to make those dreams happen. This is your purpose. And now that you know what it is, now that you've figured it out, you're going to do anything to make it happen. And that includes saying no to things that don't make this happen. So the next thing that I want to suggest, the next tip, tip number two, is we're going to do the second activity now. I know that I'm successful when. So I want you to write down five things that make you know when you're seeing and feeling success in your personal and professional world. And this is how, again, we become really clear on what lights us up and what matters to us. So it could be that you know you're being successful when you hear feedback from parents that their children are happy in your class. You know that you're being successful when you have money in your savings account. It gives you that reassurance that you're going to be okay. You know that you're being successful when you start your day with yoga as you know that it means you're valuing your own importance of well-being. I know that I'm successful when I can spend time in nature each day. I know I'm successful in life when I can hear my daughter laughing away because I know that I have balanced my time between work and home life really well. So this list, this gives you a checklist for your days. It makes sure you're focusing on the things that really matter to you. So if you're not spending your days doing these things, what's stopping you? So for me, I know that I love spending time in nature each day, but when I'm constantly on my phone answering every single direct message that comes in, I am stopping myself living my life. I am stopping myself going out onto the moors, taking in the beautiful scenery that's around me. I am stopping myself living my best life. So we have to have our personal boundaries. We have to 
look after ourselves. Which brings me on to tip number three. We need to stop saying yes to everything. If it doesn't fit in with your core values, your why, the purpose, then it's going to drain your energy. So the activities that I've mentioned so far help you become so clear on what your personal boundaries are and help you to acknowledge that you can't do everything well. So you need to prioritize how you spend your time. And I love this quote by Sonia Parker, live your life for you, not for anyone else. Don't let the fear of being judged, rejected or disliked stop you from being yourself. At the end of the day, the people that matter to you are the people that get this. The people that matter to you are the ones that are going to understand when you say no to something. For me, when I sent out my message this week about not being able to respond to direct messages, I got such a lovely response from my members, the people that care, the people in my mastermind, the people that I'm coaching one-to-one -one on my leadership accreditation, saying, we completely get it. You already do so much for us. You can't spread yourself thinly anymore. They understood, they were there for me and that's what mattered. For me, it was important to know that I hadn't felt like I was pushing those people away that mattered, but I was actually able to bring them closer because I'm now freeing up more time to serve them. So get used to saying no to things that don't light you up. Another example I have of this from my own personal life is that I used to say yes to doing things like traveling to conferences, Conferences where I would speak in front of groups of head teachers, which often didn't share my same ethos for early years. And this would fill me with anxiety because I didn't enjoy traveling. I don't enjoy driving to places where I don't know where I'm going to. And I don't enjoy spending time with people that don't share that same importance of what early learning should look like. I don't enjoy having to fight for that every time I get up and speak. It means that I am doing this and in turn I'm missing out on spending quality time with my friends and with my family. So I don't do this anymore and that's fine. I feel happy about that. So let's round up this week's podcast and I'm sorry if I've got a little bit sidetracked. I'm sorry if I've ranted a little bit in places but I always just like to talk to you from the heart. So we can't pour from an empty cup. We have to stop trying to please everyone else or to take on those unmanageable expectations that we put on ourselves. So instead, discover your true purpose in life. Use this as your driving force, even when times are tough. So go back to that seven levels deep tool. Lead your life by focusing on the tasks and activities that bring you happiness. Those things that light you up, they're not random, they belong to you. So get writing that list of what helps you to know that you are successful. And lastly, stop saying yes to everything. Focus your time on what matters by setting your own personal boundaries. Okay, well, I think that's everything for me for this week. And I hope you have a really lovely weekend and I will be back next week. As always, if you found this podcast useful, then please do share it with a colleague or a friend. 
I would also love it if you could leave me a review over on the iTunes podcast app and that way we help to reach more early educators that need a little bit of free support. Okay, have a good weekend. Take care. Bye.